We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into the Hook'em Hoops podcast. Tommy Yarsh alongside Jason Kinander getting ready to talk some Texas hoops after the Longhorns pulled off a big win over LSU in Houston, 96 to 85. But before we get to that, Jason, you're back in the motherland of Chicago, Illinois. How's life treating you this holiday season? It's so nice being back home. It's uh, not back home all too often. So it got back home on Friday night and uh, got to see some friends yesterday, watched an amazing slate of college basketball, truly one of the best non-conference slates that I've ever seen. It really lived up to the expectation for the most part too. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying everything. Tommy, you're back in Houston. How's life treating you? It's going great. It's, it's going even better knowing that my, my new favorite team, the Kentucky Wildcats are still making my, my national <laughs> championship pick look good. BBN baby. Um, <laughs> but let's let's focus on Texas now. Like I said earlier, 96 to 85 win over LSU. Jason, no doubt the biggest news for this game, even before it started, was that Dylan Lasso is back, making his first appearance for Texas this year after dealing with a foot injury for a majority of the season. His status has kind of been up in the air the last couple of months. We didn't know if we would get him before Big 12 play or during Big 12 play at the start of it. He ends up coming back a couple games prior to conference play, which I think is really big and was kind of on a little bit of a minutes restriction. It seemed last night, Ronnie Terry decided to play him a little bit more there at the end of the game when LSU was kind of keeping things close and making a little bit of a run. But for 20 minutes, 17 points, four rebounds, five assists. He was plus 16 on the floor, led the entire team in plus minus with 16. Jason, I think you can't ask for much more from Dylan to in his first game back. Dylan Vesu played incredible yesterday, and you're right about the minutes restriction. He played exactly 20 minutes. They, they probably wanted him to play about 15 minutes in that game, but you're right. RT played him a little more towards the end of the game. Dylan Vesu looked excellent. This is a guy, he scored 17 points, five assists, four rebounds. Down the stretch of last season, Dylan Vesu's play elevated this Texas team. And so to see the impact that he had yesterday, it wasn't a coincidence that Texas's best all-around game, most full performance of the season, came with their full arsenal of weapons. You know, they were able to go nine deep. Onyema only played five minutes, and that means that Rodney Terry is probably going to go with that four forwards of Mitchell, Shedrick, Cunningham, DeSue. 
I like that, especially if Brock Cunningham is going to shoot the ball as well as he did from three yesterday. We'll stick to Dylan DeSue, though, for now. He looked really good off the bench. Nine for nine from the free throw line for a Texas team that has struggled at the line for the most part this season. I mean, that was huge to have a guy who will play physical, Tommy. The last time we spoke, we talked about how playing physical has been a big problem for this Texas team. Dylan DeSue is their most physical player, and in his first game back from a pretty serious injury, he played physical enough to get to the line nine times, and he made all nine of his free throws. I mean, that's huge. Dylan Mitchell grabbed 10 rebounds of his own, and so, you know, the force on the glass – how about Max A. Smith with six rebounds? So Texas as a whole is playing more physical, but the presence of DeSue being back is huge because Texas now can finally size up with these other power conference teams. Usually when they play a team like LSU, they'd have a size disadvantage. You know, your average SEC conference opponent, Texas would probably be a little smaller than. They had the size advantage yesterday, and they out-rebounded them by one, but they had the, they had the advantage on the glass for the entire game. So the, the the return of Dylan DeSue was huge. Hayden Shedrick didn't play as much as I thought. But, Tommy, what did you think about the guard play? Because I thought that was the most complete game that we had seen out of Max Acemas and Tyrese Hunter combined. Yeah, it was. And I'm glad you, you kind of led me right into what I wanted to talk about with Dylan DeSue. His being back allows Texas to spread the floor a little bit more. And that's going to open up a lot of space and a lot of scoring opportunities Four guys like Max Aspis and Tyrese Hunter, and you saw that last night. They combined for 39 points. Aspis, 6 of 13 with four threes. Tyrese Hunter finally finding his rhythm. He's had a couple of, of games where he just hasn't been on, and he's on. 8 of 11 from the field with 19 points for Tyrese. So, you know, the whole team goes and hits 10 threes on 20 attempts. You know, when they do that, they won't lose a lot of games this season, I don't think, uh, especially when it's 10 for 20, so 50% from three. When they're shooting like that, they're not going to lose a lot of games. They almost hung 100 points on LSU. Uh, the only issue is they gave up 85. So, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, Dylan Asu being back is going to open the floor for these Texas guards, and that's exactly what they need. Max Aismas has been double teamed. He's been covered by bigger guards and it's it's caused mm. him to struggle a little bit it's caused him to take some bad shots Tyrese Hunter just hasn't been able to find his shot he's been he's had the shots there he's taken them but he just hasn't seen it go in well now he sees it go in and it, it's going to get your confidence up a little bit so I, I like I like the Texas guard performance from last night I I would say though defensively it still seems like uh, this is it's it's a huge issue for this Texas team. I mean, Max Aismas is an absolute liability. Let's just put it how it is on defense, and it's not his fault that he's what I I don't know his official height. I think it's six foot six one maybe, but um, teams are going to attack that, and LSU did that last night. I mean, you look at the half that Jordan Wright had. He had thirty one points in the second half. A lot of a lot of open 30, looks for Jordan Wright in that second yeah, half. Yeah, I, I mean, they're just, the top of the key. they're just begging him to to shoot threes, and they're begging LSU to shoot threes. He had five threes last night, all of those coming in the second half. Get this, Jason. So Wright has 33 points. The rest of the LSU starting five had a combined four. Four <laughs> points. So most of their scoring comes off the bench, and a lot of it comes from beyond the arc, too. Um so, like I said, great game from from Jordan Wright, but this Texas defense, man, it 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 really is a point of concern, and it might just be that Texas's strategy this year will be we're going to score 100 points and we're going to give up 98, but we win games. And so, if that's the case, then 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 that has to be the case. But 
Um, going back to your original point, yeah, Max Aismas and Tyrese Hunter absolutely agree with you that they played their first, not really their first, but their most complete game so far of the season. And when those guys do that, they're going to they're going to win a lot of games. It's going to be hard to bring down this Texas team. It's going to be hard to outscore them with those two guys going off. Yeah, if Texas is going to shoot over 50% from the field, 50% from three, 88% of the line, they're not really going to lose many games, regardless of how good or bad the defense is. What I'm worried about, and we'll dive a little more into the Big 12 here in a couple minutes, is this team is, kind of, is going to be screwed against Baylor, against Kansas, against TCU, teams of great scoring guards and some you know size that can match up with Texas down low, not necessarily as talented as Texas down low. Few teams in the country are, but I think that we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, the guard play defensively is going to have to improve. Tyrese Hunter is going to have to improve defensively. He's, you know, he's just going to have to take on a bigger load with Max Aismas being the liability that he is. We saw more Kendall Weaver. We've been clamoring for him to get more minutes. He got 21 minutes. He led Texas in minutes off the bench, which was huge. And he played great. He had nine points, four rebounds, had some incredible hustle plays. He's the most athletic player on this Texas team, which is crazy because he's teammates with Dylan Mitchell. And Kendall Weaver's uh, play. I, he, I, I don't know about that. I think I would tip my hat to Dylan still there. Dude, I don't know. With with that's the a, that's with a the, wild take. The chase down blocks, and there is this play yesterday where Kendall Weaver got fouled on a rebound attempt, and after he got fouled, he like jumped like he he didn't even have like a like a running start or anything. He just jumped straight up and put the ball back in, and the broadcast the commentators were like whoa like that that was quite the athletic play I think that he has the highest standing jump on this Texas team and I I don't know like just Dylan Mitchell had a big windmill dunk yesterday it's it's a good debate it's a good debate but the more we see of Kendall Weaver I think the more that the more that my argument will have merit because when he's on the court he makes these high-flying plays and he has no fear which is huge we haven't really seen a Texas player like that since you know who he reminds me of is Kerwin Roach. Just the way that he drives the paint, no fear, soars above defenders, highest flying guy in the court. He's not, you know, the the lead scorer that Kerwin Roach was, but the Cur- the Texas teams where that Kerwin Roach was the leading scorer for were terrible. So you don't necessarily need Kendall Weaver to be that. But I was very pleased with the play off the bench. You know, it seems like Rodney Terry has decided who he's going to go with. Maybe we'll see a little bit more Zarek Onyema in these next few games just to give Dylan DeSue 
and Caden Shedrick, like a little bit more of like an easy transition in conference play. Those guys are coming off injury and Shedrick's just banged up. He was wearing a headband yesterday to cover a bandaid on his head. His shoulders still banged up. You know, he needs to get, he needs to get healthy because when he needs to relax, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. So any last thoughts from that Texas LSU game? Like we said, probably Texas's most full performance of the year. They led by 19 and a half. It never got down to sing. Well, it got down to eight in the second half, but it never felt like a close game at any point in the second half of this game. Any last thoughts on Texas's win, their first win over a Q2 opponent this season? Uh, well, I, I would say, yeah, they, they obviously didn't, they didn't trail in this game at, at all for a single second. So they're out in front most of the time. They did get outscored in the second half by eight points, but they put up, I, it was north of 50. That's what I know is their highest, highest first half total all season. So 56, they were on 56 the halftime. They, I mean, I mean that you'll take that any day of the week and you'll, you, you know, LSU is going to, you know, any team really that's, that's somewhat decent is going to make a push in the second half. It's a game of runs. Uh, and the question for me was, well, can Texas hold off that counter push? Can they hold off the run? They couldn't do it against Marquette when they were behind. They couldn't do it against UConn in a neutral court in New York. So this was a perfect test. It's not a great team, but it's also not a bad team, right? In that Q2 mix, like you mentioned, Jason, can they right. show that they can beat a team like that? Can this team prove that they deserve to be in the tournament? And, you know, they did. I, I think that that's a, that's a quality win. that's going to help them out in March. And there were some people out there saying, oh, is Texas even, you know, a tournament team? Are they, <laughs> are they really going to struggle this much? And, and, you know, back to the NIT, they go, no, I, I don't think so at this point in the year. It might be completely different in Big 12 play, but I, I think this is an easy bona fide, you know, tournament team. Um, I want to go back to Kendall Weaver a little bit. You know, we have been harping on this show for him to get more minutes. And if Rodney Terry is listening, thank you, first of all. Uh, but <laughs> second of all, let him continue to shoot the ball. I mean, in the transfer portal, Kendall Weaver was one of the best shooters available. I, I don't remember the exact stat, but he was one of three players with it who had like a high true shooting percentage, a high three-point percentage, and a high free throw percentage. And you know, I texted you, Jason, when he when he made the three that I, I was just super excited because I think that's what Rodney Terry was waiting to see. Can he come into a game and can he knock down shots when we need him to? And he did. You know, I think it was a shot clock kind of was expiring kind of play and he was wide open on the wing, which is a horrible idea defensively, by the way. But uh, he <laughs> knocks it down and, and that's that could be a big proving point. That could be Kendall Weaver telling Rodney Terry, hey. I can hit the shot for you, you know, if if maybe Brock Cunningham isn't finding his stroke, which we've seen him do several times throughout his career. Kendall Weaver can be a guy who can come in. He already is really the energizer bunny off the bench. And if he's knocking down shots for you, that's going to be hard to stop. So give me some more Kendall Weaver shooting the ball going forward. Um, and then I'm just looking at, at some of the other notables from, from this game. You know, 21 assists to... For this Texas team, they're moving the ball a lot better. I talked about earlier how this is not a half-court offense team. They need to play fast, they need to get out in transition, and they need to score in transition. Well, they kind of proved me wrong a little bit last night. They were knocking down some good shots on the half-court offense, so uh, you you take that any day of the week for Texas, and that's proof of growth. Um, And then going back to, to Caden Shedrick, um, you know, not not his biggest game. I think part of that has to do with Dylan Asu coming back, but it also has to do with him being extremely banged up. I don't really see the need to expend him too much throughout the next couple of games before Big 12 Conference play. I think these are games that 
Texas, knock on wood, of course, should win fairly easily. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be a, still a learning process for how he meshes with Dylan Nassou, how they want to use them at the same time on the floor, uh, as it has been all season, really, with the rest of this team, just trying to get the chemistry up, trying to figure out how the puzzle pieces fit together. And then lastly, IT Horton is is really struggling. Um, I think, you know, he he needs a get-back game. He needs a game where he needs to get his confidence back, and uh-huh. that should be his sole goal is to just shoot the ball and 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 watch it go through, try to knock a couple of shots down. It, I'm I'm starting to wonder what it's going to take for that to happen because you know he, he if Kendall Weaver's taking a spot, then you have to wonder how much more do we see from it Horton this year, and that's kind of surprising considering how good of a portal get we thought he was at the start yeah. of the year. So I, I don't think it's the end by any means for IT Horton, but he, he's going to need some confidence back. I don't think he scored in, in yesterday's game. Um, he did not. But, and he was, I think it was what, over three from the field. Yeah. So, he only played, he only played 11 minutes too. So his minutes are down. Um, yeah. But you know, the, the opponents coming up are such subpar competition to where I think that gap back game that you're talking about will happen. Yeah, and it's and it really only takes one game, right? It it only takes one game to get your confidence back, and he's a guy that they very well could need uh, coming into Big Twelve play, and they're going to need depth. This is a deep Texas team. Last year, this was not a deep Texas team. It was really Serge Ibaka, Rice, Christian Bishop, and just pray nobody else in the starting lineup gets hurt, and then yeah. somebody in the starting lineup got hurt, so it yep. was a little bit more difficult for Texas to traverse through there. This year, though, it's a little bit different. So Ronnie Terry's done a good job establishing his bench players, uh, but IT Horton still needs to get back into the swing of things. Overall, though, I think it's a promising showing from Texas, but what's really going to be promising is if they play well in Big 12 play, uh, which is obviously yet to be seen. And I still think this is kind of a middle-of-the-pack Big 12 team as opposed to a bona fide conference championship contender like they were last year. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When across the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. I want to touch on your point about how people were talking about how this wasn't a tournament team. I mean, first of all, there's a reason why the tournament field isn't set in the middle of December. Like certain teams just have a subpar non-conference schedule texas is one of them we kind of knew this going into the year like hey if they don't beat uconn or marquette they're going to have a subpar resume going into the 
going into January. And like they didn't beat Marquette or UConn. So that's how it's going to be. Whatever. The thing is they're in the big 12. Every game in the big 12 is a resume building game, every single game. And so 500 in conference play with, you know, Texas is eight and two right now, 11 of the 14 teams in the big 12 are eight and two or better. And so if Texas, if Texas wins, you know, half of their conference games, they're probably going to be a five or six seed. And so, you know, that's probably a winning situation this season, considering the fact that Texas lost their two five-star recruits going into this year, lost two three starters from last season's team. And so, you know, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here being in the middle of December. I agree with your points on Ithiel Horton. I think that he needs to get back game, but I think that, you know, the questions about if that's going to happen or not are probably good questions because right now Max Acemas and Tyrese Hunter are starting to play their best basketball. And this is great news for Texas basketball because Max Acemas and Tyrese Hunter at their best are all conference type players. And Texas is going to need them to be exactly that night in and night out once conference play starts, or else they're going to be a middle of the pack big 12 team like you talk about. And so we'll touch on the big 12 here for a little bit. We're going to have a very special guest next week for our official big 12 preview, which I'm so excited about. It's going to be a great time, but a lot of the Big 12 teams were in action yesterday on Saturday. It was a very exciting weekend of college basketball. Let's talk a little bit about what we thought. So I'm going to talk about two teams from the state of Texas that kind of showed something to me yesterday. One was Baylor getting absolutely destroyed by Michigan State. I mean, they got nailed. That game was never close at any point. It was a 30-point game at halftime. And uh, Baylor lost by 24. It wasn't even that close. Uh, first loss of the season for Scott Drew's team. You kind of knew Michigan State was due for a win, but not a good look at all. I think that this is a team that is going to struggle against sizable opponents. I think that the forwards on this Baylor team aren't that good, but they have the best two guards, you know, maybe in in the conference in terms of numbers with Ray J. Dennis and uh, Jacoby Walter. And so I'm interested to see how Baylor rebounds from that loss. I uh, I definitely didn't expect them to lose by that much. Again, the game was in Detroit, not necessarily a hostile environment, but uh, again, didn't expect them to get blown out like that. Then the other team was TCU, and TCU trailed by double digits in the first half. And then they came back, outscored Arizona State by 24 in the second half, won by 20, Micah Peavy had a triple-double. So I have a lot of thoughts about this TCU team. We're going to save a lot of them for our Big 12 preview. I really love the way that this team is structured. I think that they have depth off the bench. They have veteran scoring literally everywhere, whether it be Jameer Nelson Jr., Emmanuel Miller, Micah Peavy, obviously, with the triple-double. Trayvon Tennyson is a sharpshooter off the bench, transferred from AM Corpus Christi. Avery Anderson is a fifth-year senior from Oklahoma State. TCU, they haven't played a very good non-conference slate. You know, they won against Georgetown on kind of a, a BS call, but – to beat an ASU team that might end up in the tournament the way that they did in that uh, in a where in you know it was in let's see Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth but there's like no one at that game so it was kind of like a like a, one of those like MTE environments I think TCU really showed something I was very impressed by the Horn Frogs and so those were the two Big Twelve teams that kind of taught me something yesterday what did you think about the Big Twelve we had eleven teams in action yesterday. Well, let's start with Baylor. Uh, first of all, what <laughs> what are we doing? Seventeen points in the first half. Scott Drew team. Are we serious? Uh, yeah. But I, I, I I'm not too worried, honestly. You know, I think Scott Drew is a hell of a coach, 
And I think he's got a hell of a roster. I'm a big Jacoby Walter guy. I said that at the start of the year and it holds true. He, he only had nine points yesterday, but I mean, this is a Baylor team that honestly might benefit from this loss because they've got Duke coming up in a couple days and they got embarrassed by 24. They're going to, they're going to have a chip on their shoulder and Duke is a team that has kind of been struggling here at the start of the season. So that should be a really good game, but I'm not worried whatsoever about Baylor. I, I know Scott Drew's going to turn this team in the right direction and they're going to be just fine. Um, I was really impressed by Kansas, you know, Indiana comes out and punches them in the mouth right out of yeah. the gate. And they, they controlled the game for a majority of, of the time. And really it wasn't until the second half when, the Jayhawks started to to kind of wake up a little bit. You know, they only was it was it a five point win? I think that they they won that game by. It was very four close. point win, and it really four came points. down to the last shot. Indiana had a, a potential go ahead three that they missed with ten seconds left. So it, it, it's I I think gutsy is the perfect word for it. You know, championship teams need to win games like that. And Bill Self is building a championship DNA. He's built a championship DNA out there in Lawrence. Um, I was really impressed by Dewan Harris. I think he had a fantastic game. And, you know, when he's playing well, and then you add uh, Hunter Dickinson playing well, Kansas is really just going to be a, a tough team to stop night in and night out. So I like that one a lot. Uh, Houston is just a machine, man. I mean, yeah. Kelvin Sampson's doing an incredible job down there, and they have another really good backcourt. And LJ Cryer, uh, I think, has, is is the headliner there. LJ Cryer, I think, is going to lead this Houston team to – very high heights <laughs> you know he was the perfect ad out of the transfer portal from baylor for them uh, that's exactly what they needed they needed scoring especially with tremont mark leaving for arkansas um and they got it so really like that that well-oiled machine and they held off a really good texas a&m team i know their record doesn't show it but the aggies yeah. are playing good basketball wade taylor had 34 so yeah, he, he went off he, he was incredible yesterday so the lancaster high school stand up by the way um so holding off him defensively and then still being able to win that game uh, by four points was was impressive for me i like houston a lot and then you know the two the two surprise schools kind of oklahoma and byu pick up two more wins they're still rolling i think oklahoma's one of five teams left in college basketball that's undefeated so uh, the sooners i told hey Porter Moser's got his guys, and when he's got his guys, they can roll, and they're rolling right now. Two unbeaten's left in the Big Twelve: Houston and OU. It's, uh, I think the Houston Who we could have thought seen. that at the start of the year. Houston, Houston we could have seen coming. OU but, we did not see coming, and they wow. look great. Man. I mean, Otega Owe, they had a very good. I, I like their combination of young scoring guards with Owe and Miles Uzan, and then some of the vets that they can bring off the bench. I just I, I think that this Oklahoma team is fascinating. They play North Carolina on Wednesday in a game that I'm very excited to watch. I think that'll be a big test with some of the big players on UNC. But, uh, you know, the Big 12 all around, it's going to be a fun preview next week, the next time we talk, because uh, every year the Big 12 kind of shows itself as one of the best conferences in the sport. This year I think it's kind of undoubtedly the best conference in college basketball. I mean, 11 teams will probably be in the tournament from the Big 12 this year which is absolutely crazy to think about. I just want to touch on, like, West Virginia, we thought that they won the transfer portal, and then they get all those players back yesterday, and yikes, man, they lost at home to UMass. And so a little bit of a disaster situation in Morgantown right now. Um, K-State's in action today against Nebraska. That's a game that I'm really interested to see. But, 
you know, we'll see where Texas falls. I think that with DeSue being back, uh, Caden Shedrick, if he can get healthy, the guard play, if it can look a lot like it did against LSU, Texas is going to compete every single night. And like I said, every night in the Big 12 is another opportunity for resume-building wins. So for Texas, they'll just have to get the job done. We have, you know, two weeks until conference play starts. Kind of crazy how quick that crept up on us. Yeah, it is. And I, I like what you mentioned with every every night's a resume builder, but also Texas can compete every night. There, there's no question about that. They competed with UConn, who I think is one of the better teams in the country right now. And they they they've competed all year. Dylan DeSue completely changes the outlook of this team. I think him being back and being able to spread the floor a little bit more and have a guy on the interior that's going to be a problem for defenses is going to allow Max Aismas and Tyrese Hunter to spread their wings a little bit more. They've gotten so much of the focus offensively this year, and especially Max Aismas, to where defenses almost know that Texas's scoring is going to have to come from one of those two guys if they want to win. Well, now that you have Dylan DeSue back, that kind of takes a little bit of weight off of your shoulders. And a free-playing Max Aismas, a free-playing Tyrese Hunter is going to be a problem for a lot of teams, Big 12 or, or not. So I think him being back completely changes the outlook of this Texas team. And it's just really big. And it, it couldn't have come at a better time before Big 12 play. So now the key is keeping him healthy, making sure that he is ramped up appropriately. And obviously, like you mentioned, too, getting Caden Shedrick back healthy. So you can have those two guys on the interior who give you a punch on both sides of the floor. Texas has her full arsenal of weapons back heading into Big 12 Conference play. Like we said, a little less than two weeks away. Tommy, great as always talking with you. Next week, we will have our big, big 12 preview. It's going to be very exciting. Lots of breakdown, lots of action in the conference as we've closed out this week's episode talking about. Great as always to talk to you. Happy holidays to everybody at home. See you all soon. Thanks for joining us.